You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The New England Patriots. Stephon Gilmore has apparently been on the trade block since last October. Assuming that Gilmore is going to want a brand new contract, the Patriots are stuck between a rock and a hard place. On one hand, you have an aging cornerback who is demanding top dollar and, well, could sit out if he isn't given a new contract. On the other hand, Gilmore was the 2019 Defensive Player of the Year and he is still playing at elite levels. ESPN's Mike Clay had an interesting thought when he tweeted, quote, I feel like one of the biggest disparities in the game right now is strong league-wide wide receiver depth versus shaky cornerback depth. Putting that disparity into perspective, one would have to wonder if Bill Belichick would feel compelled to try and make things work with Gilmore. It's these type of situations that prove that the $64 million salary cap isn't as robust as maybe some Patriot fans believe it is. J.C. Jackson is an unrestricted free agent, and many assume he'll get a significant pay raise, and others have even questioned whether or not he can actually move into that number one cornerback spot. If New England is really going to go for it in 2021, perhaps Belichick needs to try and figure out how he can keep both Jackson and Gilmore while also addressing the pressing needs on offense like quarterback, wide receiver, and tight end. The Patriots' defense is much closer to being elite than the offense, and if Belichick is serious about competing, then he may want to spend more money on defense. And if he were to do that, keeping the elite secondary together would be the best place to do it. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle. And that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And we're back. Yes, we are, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page over at patreon.com slash DPN Sports, where you will get exclusive daily content. Everything Boston sports, primarily New England Patriots, a little bit of Boston Red Sox. You can join the Patreon after party, where Connor and I do about a 15, 20-minute separate podcast, vodcast, whatever you want to call it, after the podcast, Sunday to Thursday, where we kind of decompress on the show, and uh, you guys get a little bit of insight into what's going on. And a big, big, big shout out to our boy Chevy Sosa for putting together our brand new intro with the Robert Kraft voice and the graphics and everything. We totally, seriously appreciate it. This is his work behind me, the Belichick in the front. We appreciate it. And you guys can check out more of his work over on his YouTube page, youtube.com slash Chevy on productions. We also left the link to his YouTube page in the description of this stream. Make sure you check it out. Really, really appreciate it, man. It's dope. I know Connor was excited about it when he saw it. Yeah, and a bunch of people in the comments are, are complimenting it as well. Yeah, I thought it just it's a, a new sleek new look here for Dear Pats Nation as we continue with this. We went on a harsh rebrand when we left Sportscaster, and we're trying to figure that piece out. Now, yep. we are going to talk about this whole Stefan Gilmore thing and whether it's really a good idea if they we should – Uh, If the Patriots should trade Stephon Gilmore, or maybe he needs to stay in the league based on the intro that I just talked about, we're going to talk some draft and college football with our insider McChicken today. Yeah, buddy. But before we get anywhere, we want to remind you to head on over to the DPN merch shop and get your hands on some Dear Pats Nation merchandise. You guys asked for it, so it's arrived. The Dear Pats Nation merch shop is now open and live. Show some love for the podcast by going over to teesprings.com slash store slash DPN and get your hands on the newest Dear Pats Nation merchandise. 
Well, guys, you usually know him as the uh, chat moderator. You know him as the leader of the McChicken Gang. Yep. We welcome to the show, Mr. McChicken. McChicken, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Hope everyone's having a great night, and let's have a good show. Yeah, buddy. I, I just, it's so weird introducing somebody as McChicken. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I think we, we wouldn't be doing it justice if we actually went by his real name. That's very true. McChicken is a legend over here by that name. And and we know his real name. We're just going to choose not to share it. It'd be kind of odd, you know. All right, let's talk about this whole Stefan Gilmore thing. So I saw that tweet that came out today, and it basically said there's a big mismatch between talented receivers in the league and cornerback uh, groups. The yeah. Patriots obviously have one of the most elite quarterback groups in the world, cornerback groups in the world right now, when you include Stephon Gilmore, JC Jackson, Jonathan Jones, uh, you know, Jason McCordy. I know he's a, a free agent, but then you got Devin McCordy at safety. You yeah. got Kyle Duggar, you got Patrick Chung coming back. It's a pretty deep secondary, uh, plus a mismatch of other mixed match of other guys. Um, McChicken, man, let me start with you. Uh, on this show, we've talked a lot about how we think McChicken is gone, or McChicken is gone. Stephon Gilmore is gone. McChicken's not going anywhere. He's the best unpaid intern in the world. But we've talked a lot about how we believe Stephon Gilmore is basically good as done with the Patriots. But would it be wise for the Patriots to do that? Or do you think if they are going for it in 2021, it would be better for them to hang on to him and try to keep that secondary elite? Um, I think it all depends on if we can have a body to replace him because he's the number one cornerback. And you have J.C. Jackson, who's the number two, and he's usually the, the ball hawk, you know. He'll go on the number two receiver, and he usually gets, you know, the not as many targets as, you know, Stephon Gilmore would because he's going against the high-tier, you know, receiver receivers. And um, I have t- I have faith in Joe Quan Williams. I don't know if he could be a number one, but he can definitely be a boundary cornerback. It's just the matter of his speed because he's been kind of a safety cornerback hybrid covering tight ends. Um, now looking at free agency, I think you could sign a guy, maybe like AJ Bouye, but it's going to have to be cheap because you're not paying a 31 year old guy who's going to step in for one of the greatest cornerbacks in the league. So it's just a matter of, can they replace them? How, how are they going to replace them? And how much money it's going to take? Connor, what's your thoughts on it, man? I mean, I think the Patriots kind of need to use some leverage if they can and try and find a team that really needs a cornerback and get a lot in return for him because it doesn't really make sense for them to go out and trade Stephon Gilmore if they're going to get like a third round pick, a fourth round pick. At that point, why not just keep the guy? So unless there's somebody out there that's willing to pay, you know, top dollar or even overpay for him, then it might make more sense for them to keep him. It really depends on what they're going to offer in return. But when we say keep him, that means offering him a new contract as well, right? Because he's only got $7 million in cash coming to him. We've already heard the rumors that he's willing to sit out this season if right. he's if he's not offered the contract that he wants or if he's not you know, offered the money that he wants. We've heard rumors that he wants Jalen Ramsey money. McChicken, let me ask you this because God knows you've heard Connor talk about it enough. Like, Do you think that Stephon Gilmore at his age coming off uh, an injury – do you think that he's worth Jalen Ramsey money? No. And only because of his age and the injury he just had, which is like a torn quad or something like that. And um, the only corner I've really seen play to a high level at a higher age, I think it was Daryl Green and Otis Smith, former Patriot, who was with Ty Law on the other side during that first Super Bowl run. So I would, I'd probably say not Jalen Ramsey money. Does he deserve to get paid? Yes, just not at that high tier. So what kind of money do you think he he should be getting? That that's tough to say because you know the whole injury is really the big factor into how much he should be paid and if he's still going to be at that top level because a quad injury and you're a cornerback you have to be very physical and also very elusive and all that so it just I'd probably say around twelve million dollars a year. Connor, you like that twelve million mark for him? Yeah, that sounds about right. Obviously, $7 million is not a lot of money for Stephon Gilmore. I understand that he wants to be paid about what he's worth, but I I agree. I mean, Jalen Ramsey obviously is a lot younger. He got that huge contract with the Rams. Uh, Stephon Gilmore is not in the same situation that Jalen Ramsey was was in at that time. So 
We'll see. I think he needs to be a little bit more flexible or he, the Patriots might have to trade him if he's going to demand that much money or he's going to sit out. My concern coming off a quad injury is what if he loses just one step, like just one mm-hmm. step. That's a lot. I, yeah. As a cornerback, it's even worse than a receiver, right? Because a receiver, if you lose a little bit of speed, but you still got good moves, you know, if, if, if you can trick a guy, if you can, you know, be physical off the line of scrimmage, you can beat a cornerback. Uh, if you can use your body to go get it uh, with a cor- with a, uh, a corner as a secondary player, leg injuries worry me because if you just uh, the tiniest bit of speed is a difference between being defensive player of the year and being Logan Ryan. Now, I'm right. not saying he's going to be Logan Ryan, but it does concern me. And McChicken, you can jump in at any time if you think, you know, we're being stupid. Um, nah, you don't have to wait for good. a question. You're pretty good right now. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> so I've, gotten the, I've gotten the McChicken approval. Um, no, I think it's 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 a, it's it's a concern, right? And like, you know, and I've been saying this, like that $64 million that everybody keeps pointing to, all the Patriots cap, and I know they can free up more money if you release Marcus Cannon and, and move a few other players, but – it's not going to go that far, especially if the Patriots are bringing in some tier two or even tier one receivers and tight ends. A lot of, and they still got the, and the quarterback. I mean, it's, there's a lot of money that, that needs to be spent and a lot of positions that need to be filled. And to put 12 million on a guy who could have lost a step is concerning. Let me ask you guys this, though. We'll start with McChicken. Do you have faith in JC Jackson going into that number one spot if they did move on from Stephon Gilmore? No, and only because we haven't seen him do it a lot. We've seen um, him go against Stefan Diggs as a number one cornerback, and he got burnt most of the time. Did he make good plays? Yes. But did he get burnt? He did. So at the current state of his career, I'd say no. Maybe he can develop into a number one corner, but only time will tell. Connor, what, what do you? What, what's your thoughts on that? That's tough. I the whole time I've always loved JC Jackson and I've always pumped him up to hopefully be like this number one corner. But the more you've kind of broke it down what happened last season, the more I've kind of become a little bit more concerned with the fact that it's kind of like with the wide receiver position, when there's a really good number one wide receiver, it makes it easier for the second guy to get open because there's so much attention on the other side of the field. And yeah, he didn't have that much to go off of. And obviously he got burnt by Stefan Diggs, but in his defense, everyone got burnt by Stefan Diggs this past year. I'm going to point out though. Okay. And I don't know. I know that people are going to hate this comparison. I, I can already feel the, the rage coming in through the, the comment section, but I almost compared JC Jackson a little bit to like a Muhammad Sanu where he's a great, great number two, because he's playing side by side, a elite number one. Mm-hmm. Now, he's probably a great cornerback, but there's a big difference between taking on the number two and number three guy. Considering that outside of the number one, there's speed guys they usually put Jonathan Jones on because he's, I think, the fastest corner on the team. Yeah. Right? You get a little bit of easier matchups when you got Stephon Gilmore. And I'm going to say, yeah, Stephon Diggs burnt him, but we also saw him against the Jets as the number one, and he came up with a big interception at the end. Right, you know, big players make big plays, but he didn't have a great game there, having to be the number one, and he was playing against Joe Flacco. Yes, yeah, um, I forgot about that. Yes. Now another year of maturity could see him turn into that, take that next step, and turn into that elite cornerback. But yeah, I do have some concerns about him at the number one, um, with without the protection of Gilmore behind him, you know, and and I think that's the that's my <clears throat> excuse me, that's my concern. What, what's the chat saying, Connor? Let's see. Um, here's an interesting one. Noza Ozua says, move JC to safety. Uh, I don't know what do you think about sense. that? They don't really need a safety. Uh, that makes no sense in my book at all. If you're going to move any cornerback to safety, I think uh, Jonathan Jones would probably make the best fit at free safety because his, uh, he's, he's also played free safety before with the Patriots, but JC at safety just makes no sense to me. And then I've always thought like Jaquan Williams at uh, a strong safety. I've always thought he had the perfect build for a strong safety. Yeah, he's a he's a, he's a good uh, tight end guy to cover. You know, covers tight ends and all that big receivers. Um, JC is 
athletic. He doesn't need to, you know, move to safety. The only reason why uh, Devin McCourty moved to safety is because he's a better zone coverage guy and because, um, you know, just didn't fit the Patriots scheme. Unlike J.C. Jackson, who's more of a man-to-man physical guy. Hanf 7 g here says, Sanu sucks. He was better as a Falcon. I so wasn't, right. I wasn't defending. Mad. <laughs> yeah, I knew. Mike, that wasn't what I was trying to, I said, my comparison was how great is JC Jackson without Stefan Gilmore there? The way Sanu was kind of exposed becoming sort of that, but de facto number one on the Patriots and not having Julio Jones there to, to boost him up and, and, and draw double coverage and draw the better corners on the team. Right. Yeah, Jermaine Brownie says J.C. Jackson is a great number two, but he isn't the number one corner unless you have a sick defensive front that can get pressure. And I think that's fair to a lot of cornerbacks. If you have a great defensive front, that's going to make your secondary look better. Whereas with the Patriots this season, at least, that secondary made the pass rush look better because it wasn't quick sacks coming from the Patriots. It wasn't. You know, there, there was a, a couple of moments where they really just penetrated that offensive line, but for the most part, it was like it was a coverage sack, right, or coverage pressure yeah. because of how good the, the pressure was. So absolutely. I'm not ready, and I'll ask you guys this. I'm not, in my opinion, I'm not ready to write off J.C. Jackson as a number one corner. Just at this point, I don't see him proven as a number one cornerback. Agree or disagree? No, I agree. I agree on that too because – you know, they need – if JC's going to be number one, they need another guy, and I don't see Jonathan Jones as a number two corner because he's mainly a slot guy. So, yeah, I agree. Right. Now, Connor, did yes. you see how when I said you guys agree or disagree and you said agree and then McChicken said agree, but then he gave his thoughts and analysis following the I agree? Yeah, I wanted McChicken to go and, and give his expert opinion. Oh, yeah. So you purposely just said I agree? Yeah, I don't have an expert opinion. That it, that's something that doesn't happen five times a show. Yes, where, where you give me a yes or no answer, and then we just sit in silence as I wait for you to say something. We're, we're prepping McChicken. How many times do I say great analysis to you a show? Ah, uh, at least twice. Five, three to five, maybe. Three to five, yeah. And you know that's sarcastic, right? Yeah. Yep. I'm I'm fully aware. <laughs> All right, we got a donation here from Ross Chicken. How again do you know every lowly young player stats? Read the capital letters and tell me what it says, McChicken. Good job so far, buddy. Um, Read the capital letters. Yeah. DK. Yeah. E I, I, I see it. <laughs> Chad Kelly. Ay, ay, ay. So I was just on uh, at 7 p.m. I was on Lawrence Owens' channel as a guest. And Ross dropped a super chat and asked about Chad Kelly just to get under my skin. Nice. McChicken, how do you, how do you know so much, man? Because it's great for Connor and I, because we just, we literally, we say something, then we both stare at the comments waiting for you to validate what we're saying or correct what we're saying. Or when we don't know what we're talking about, wait for you to correct us and put us back on track. You just like spend your day. If you're not playing football, you're just like reading about football. Like, how do you know everything about everybody? Uh, I'll be honest. I, I know most of the players' names from playing Madden so much, and you just after playing a while, you just know everyone's names. And the stats is just, you know, I'm not like you guys working and everything. So if I'm not in school or playing football, I'm just you know, watching football, looking at you know prospects and all that. You know, just just fun for me. So that confirms, nice. right? I said I said to you yesterday, Connor, on the Patreon page, I said that you know we're we're nerds, like we admitted, right? We're 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 sports nerds. Um, just because we watch sports and not play Dungeons and Dragons doesn't mean we're not nerds. Touche. We're just, we're just nerds in another way. And McChicken is a sports nerd as well, and that confirms exactly what I said last night. I also think McChicken is a savant. He just knows all of these things. He has a great memory. Absolutely, not an idiot savant either. A no. real savant. Yes. One of those beautiful mind football minds. That's right. Ernie Adams Jr. here. I'll bet you five bucks that Ernie Adams calls McChicken. In At some says. point. Because what do you see? What do you see now? I wish. <laughs> <laughs> One day. All right. Noza Azua came back, said Jonathan Jones at running back now. <laughs> <laughs> Next. I'm down. I'm Next. down. That's not the craziest Next. thing I've heard. 
That's that's a good point. Well, I mean, they played a Landon Roberts at fullback, right? That's true. Thanos at City says J.C. Jackson is not as good as Gilmore. They need to keep Gilmore. So I think that we're seeing what I'm seeing, at least what you're showing, Connor. I don't know if you're cherry picking right now because you do that sometimes, but uh, from what I'm seeing is, is a lot of people are supportive of keeping Stefan Gilmore. And I don't, I think that everybody was sort of where we were. It's not like we wanted to get rid of Gilmore. We just figured he was being traded. So we were talking about the best trade destination. Yeah. No, a couple people are saying it, but mostly people are saying they want to keep Gilmore for the most part. Um, although I have one here from King J says, would Colts pursue Gilmore? They have a need at cornerback. No. Um, no. No, you don't think so? I don't know. I was going to say, let's defer to uh, Lawrence if he's watching. That was a, a Connor answer, McChicken. Can you give some analysis behind that? Uh, I, I would go in depth, but you guys are talking, so I kind of you know intervene with that. But I don't think he'd fit their scheme, in my personal opinion. And I don't think Chris Ballard, him being such a smart GM, would give Gilmore a big contract. Especially you don't know what Carson Wentz is going to do this year, so you don't want to go all in just yet. Now, maybe that trade deadline, if you know that you're going to make the playoffs and you know possibly go to the Super Bowl, I could see it. But right now in the offseason, I can't see the Colts go- pursuing Gilmore. You see how it's done, Connor? Very well, McChicken. You're going to do great could one you, day. Could you have given that answer, Connor? No, definitely not. That's why I make... Be honest. Mick, did you know Mick, half... McChicken soon to be Big Mac. Did Did you have any idea what he was talking about? He said that uh, he doesn't think that he would fit the scheme and that he doesn't think that they should go all in because Carson Wentz might not pan out, so they don't want to spend that type of money. Very good. Is that correct? Is that a, Was that a good Cliff Notes? Very good. We'll very it. good. We'll take it. And now Thanks. what Connor's going to do is next week, he's going to drop that line again like it was his own. Probably McChicken. So if you could DM me some good stuff to say. Are you kidding me? This guy, this, this, hold on, you. hold on. No, no, hold on McChicken. I got to defend you a little bit here now. This kid went out of his way when we started player profiler, sent you names of guys, That's sent you true. their breakdowns, gave the pros and the cons, you know, gave you what round they thought they were going to go in. And I asked you, did you read any of it? And you said, I glanced it. Glanced is a lot for me. Usually I don't read anything. So that you take that as a uh, compliment, McChicken. Thank you, sir. Oh, I thought you read books. You made this whole claim like three months ago that you read books. I do read. I do read some books when the very little spare time that I have. Was your last book, the dynasty, you know, my last book was not the dynasty. No. I've read a I've read a few since. What then. was the last book you read? Um, Curious George. No, it was uh, Chasing a Flawed Son. Good book, but a kid from um, Baltimore okay. who was severely addicted to heroin and now is very successful. It was a very good book. If anyone wants to read it, I think it was by okay. Daniel Ma- Daniel Curious- Ma- Daniel McGee. I said uh, I said Curious George, and you just said no, like you were serious, like no, no, not Curious George. I That's I read that one book. last week. Curious George, was a good, <laughs> my... Curious George was a good book, though. Was it Curious George went to the zoo? Ah, I think so. If that one's not banned, I don't know. Is Curious George being banned? Probably, right? I don't know. Why? Nah, because of the man in... He's good. He's not... Because he's of, good? He's because of the glare? It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. The man in the yellow hat. Why does it have to be a man? That's a very good point. And why, why does he have to wear a yellow person? hat? That's Why true. isn't it the person in the yellow hat? And what's with the yellow? What does the yellow represent? He he could be in trouble pretty soon. McChicken, you're a, a, a Gen Z. Like, are you going to get this thing canceled or what? I'm not the average Gen Z guy. I think you guys can agree with that. So uh, no comment further. I know. I think Connor. you're an old soul, McChicken. I think you're an old soul. And you're an old man, Connor. So the two of you can get along really well. Very true. I'm the oldest one here and I act younger than both of you. That is true as well. Absolutely. McChicken's McChicken's funny because he's probably the most mature guy in our group chat. He's the youngest. We're all like in our 30s or almost 30. And then McChicken, who's, you know, and he's the most mature guy in our group for sure. And then every once in a while, he drops a comment and you're just like, yeah, you're in high school. It's just a pure high school comment. I love it. And it keeps me young. I love it. You guys, I talk to you. There we go. 
Today I wrote fan only instead of only fans, and I blamed it on you and said I've been hanging around the boomer too long that he's rubbing Touché. off on me. Touche. Fans, because I did fans throw, only. Snap face, same thing. Yeah, I did throw out the question. And I want people to know, like, if, if Connor and I were to start an OnlyFans page, how much would you pay for us to shut it down? Because that's our new business ploy. That's that's probably going to be our best one. Yeah, how much would you pay us to shut it down before we posted our first picture? <laughs> All right, next. We we got one here from Chris Summers. Now uh, he says, what about moving Gilly to safety if he lost a step? Uh I don't think so either. I don't know if that would make sense. They they don't really need help at safety. Everyone wants to move people to safety, but I think they they're pretty good at safety for right now. Well, and who, who's going to play quarterback if we move them to safety? Right. Cuz that summer's follow up to everything. Who's going to play but who's going to play quarterback though? Nick Jackson, you got anything to add? Oh, sorry. I don't, I'm not going to lie. I'm watching the Bruins game at the exact same time we're doing this. So, um, Fair enough. No, I you see how excited he is to be on the show. see how excited he is to be on the show. <laughs> Opportunity of a lifetime um, so you can watch it, the Bruins it'd a, game. <laughs> it'd be a, it'd be a, <laughs> it'd be a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It'd be a waste of talent and a waste of a name and a waste of a contract to play my safety. Enough. I want to po- I want to point out too that nobody in the group chat goes at it more than Somers and McChicken. It's phenomenal. We've, so we've we've the kept the, the day, rivalry the going. The, the end of the day, we're, we're friends though. It's all good. no, no. It's all love. It's all love. But nobody goes. There's nothing better than a McChicken Somers debate. Like the rest, half the time, the rest of us just instigate it. If it kind of settles down, we'll just drop something to make sure that they start going at it again and then let it go. I love it. Chilltown Majors here says Richard Sherman or Stefan Gilmore. I mean, all all money the same. I'd say Stefan Gilmore still absolutely. I think Richard Sherman has already lost a step. I think Stefan Gilmore might be starting to lose a step, but we don't know yet. Uh, I'd agree. I'd rather go with Stefan Gilmore over Richard Sherman. That'd be my pick. McChicken? Um, the two both very different guys. Richard Sherman's a cover three corner. Stefan Gilmore is more of a one one, you know, man to man. 1v1 type guy. So, yeah, end of the day, though, I'd go step on Gilmore. So, McChicken is going to make us really look stupid now, eh? Like, people are now going to expect actual analysis. Like, we would have came up with, with the, like, Richard Sherman's a cover three guy. We literally just said I'd rather Stephon Gilmore and then turned it to McChicken to give an analysis. That's why we have you, McChicken. I see a very interesting comment here that I don't know if it's accurate. I'll give this one to you, Ray. King J says, Ray must love Nikhil Harry. He's from Toronto. Nikhil Harry and I He's from Toronto? were born. Yeah, we were born at the same hospital. Were you Not really? At the same time. I was, yeah. I didn't know that he was from. So he's, he's from Canada? I didn't know that. He was born in Why Toronto, Ontario, States? Canada. Wow. What's that? Yeah, I don't know Your anything. Chicken? I said, Why do you think he's so bad? <laughs> That's what. <laughs> That's what your brother said, right? He's so bad because he's Canadian. I, I think he grew up in the yeah, States. So his family's American. They moved to Canada. No, his family's not American. Or his family's uh, from, Af- where is he from? Is he from Africa? I want to say they're from some African country and they, they immigrated to Canada and somehow ended up in America. So, yeah. Yeah, and he spent most of his time in the U.S. He was like just born here and then moved to the, the, the States. But if you go on his Wikipedia page, I believe they call him a Canadian-born Canadian American football player. Hmm. All right. Is that why you love him so much? Nikhil Harry, who I've been yeah. trying to trade away and cut <laughs> for the last six months? Yes, that's why I love him so much. Fair enough. All right, one more comment. We'll take a break, and then we'll start talking some college football. We got a donation here from Ross. He says, vegan beef soup, that is all, Shades. I don't know. I want to make sure we got to it, though. So You don't get it. You don't get it, Connor. You don't get it. I don't in get Lawrence's, it. In Lawrence's stream, I guess at the time, Ross and his wife were debating about what's better, chicken noodle soup or vegetable beef soup. Hmm. And Fasil read it wrong and said, who eats vegan beef soup? <laughs> and wow. it struck Lawrence and I so funny. We literally stopped the show for like two minutes because we were laughing so hard. <laughs> vegan beef soup would be a little uh, contradictory, right? Yeah. That, well, that's what made us laugh. That was, vegan, that was the, that was the joke, soup. Connor. Yes. Okay. Vegan beef soup. 
I've never had it. <laughs> what do you prefer though? Chicken noodle soup or uh, vegetable beef? Honestly, vegetable beef, but I like both. Both are very good soups. Oh, see, it's all about chicken noodle. I was saying to Lawrence, Lipton cup of soup. Oh, you can't go check chicken noodle cup of soup. You can't go wrong. The fake nice. chicken noodle. Too all right, let's clear, the, let's clear the chat. We're going to take a quick pause for the cause here. We're going to hear from our sponsors over at the Rocky Mountain Barber Company, manscaped.com, fcustom.com. You're going to hear about our Patreon page. And then for the last time tonight, hear about our merch shop. If it's time to go to the bathroom, you got about three minutes and we'll be back. Visit RockyMountainBarber.com and get all the products you need to take care of your hair, beard, and skin. Get their small batch, all-natural beard bombs and oils, pre-shave oils, lotions, hair products, razor blades, and so much more. Visit Rocky Mountain Barber Company and use the promo code RAYROUTE and save 5% off all your orders. Get your small batch hygiene products at RockyMountainBarber.com. You can get your male hygiene and grooming tools and take care of everything below your belt from manscaped.com and use the promo code RayRoute and you'll save yourself 20% and get free international shipping. So take care of your boys and get all of your male hygiene and grooming tools at manscaped.com. Fcustom.com is your spot to find the best custom baseball, basketball, and football jerseys. Choose from hundreds of designs and colors and customize the jersey any way you want. Use the promo code RayRoute and save yourself 10% to get the best custom jerseys at fcustom.com. Hey, if you enjoy the lighthearted, wholesome content that you get from the Dear Pats Nation podcast, YouTube, and Facebook page and wish that you could get more, you are in luck because Dear Pats Nation has launched our Patreon page. We didn't add any ridiculous tiered levels of support. We're not asking you to pledge 20 bucks a month for five bucks. That's right. Five bucks a month. You'll have access to daily exclusive Dear Pats Nation videos. You'll get traditional vlogs from Connor, Sarah, and I talking about the Patriots, the Celtics, and the Red Sox, but we'll also have exclusive interviews, behind-the-scene footage, bloopers, early views of videos that aren't available on YouTube, live streams exclusively for Patreon members, and that's just scratching the surface. We're not going to make you pay a monthly fee if we're not committed to adding and making it the best possible experience for you. We're not in this to get rich. We're not in this to rip you off. We just want enough to pay our bills. And being able to create on Patreon is just one way we're trying to do it. So please come check out our check out our Patreon page over at www.patreon.com slash DPN Sports. We've also left the description in or we've also left the link of the in the description of our YouTube and Facebook videos. We don't think you'll be sorry. So please, at the very least, at least go check it out. And if you don't want to sign up and you don't want to pay, that's all right too. We ain't mad. You can still expect us to be here streaming live every Sunday through Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. But if you want to get more, go check us out over on Patreon. You guys asked for it, so it's arrived. The Dear Pats Nation merch shop is now open and live. Show some love for the podcast by going over to teesprings.com slash stores slash DPN and get your hands on the newest Dear Pats Nation merchandise. And we're back. I always watch my screen intently during the break because you get up and go, and I'm always worried that you're not going to come back. Yes, I'm, I am back. I usually just go to the bathroom. I do have worries, though, that between the bathroom and here and like back to the show that you're going to forget we're on a show. That wouldn't be good. Well, that, I mean, thankfully tonight we have McChicken. He would be able to take over. He would. Well, I mean, you forget half the time that we're a podcast. Yes, which that is too. the best part of it. What do you think, Connor? And then you give me a facial expression. I'm like, oh, so the, for those of you on the podcast, I can't see his face right now. I apologize for all my disrespect to the podcast over the over the months. All right. So Connor and I are now going to quiz McChicken on college prospects. We are not going to give names because we don't know any, let's face it. But we're going to talk positions. And let's start with the one everybody cares about the most. McChicken, who do you think is the most realistic quarterbacks the Patriots could target in this year's draft? Um, the highest graded quarterback the Patriots can get this year is Mac Jones. It's just a question of the teams ahead of Patriots. If they're going to select him or other quarterbacks, which would force teams below the Patriots to trade up and get Mac Jones. Um, another name being, um, sorry, I'm trying to think of his name, Desmond Ritter out of Cincinnati. I know a lot of people don't like him, but he's very raw talent, kind of a Cam Newton-like, so very mobile. He's a tall guy, physical. 
Um, trying to trying to think of other guys. Kind of like putting me on the spot here. It's easier than trying to ch- type in the chat. Um, what about Kyle Trask? I'm not a fan of him, but, but I think they, there's there's a possibility of them drafting him. I don't like him as a quarterback, though. Was Kyle Trask the one that you compared to Jordan Love? No, that was um, G- that was uh, Trey Lance. Oh, Trey Lance. What do you think of Trey Lance? Very raw talent, but could he's, he's a either boomer bust. He's either Russell Wilson or bottom tier backup quarterback. Sheesh. Right. What do you think of Jamie Newman coming to Georgia? He, he's he's the biggest unknown of the draft. He he went to Wake Forest, then he transferred to Georgia, and then opted out because of COVID. And that's that's pretty much his college career. We really haven't seen much besides the Senior Bowl, and I, it's very tough to evaluate him because he was okay at Wake Forest, and we didn't see any tape of him at Georgia, so. At most, I see him fourth rounder, fifth rounder, highest third. So we had Tyson on the show on Monday, and he's really high on Kellen Mond, and so is uh, Chris Sims. What's your thoughts on Kellen Mond? He's another tricky guy because he played very, very well this past year. And um, the real question is if he can just he's got a he's got a weird motion in his throwing arm and. Um, it's just his accuracy is very spotty, but he's another guy who's just either he's super good and he's could be a very good quarterback, like top 15, in my opinion, or he could fall off in the league. You won't even hear his name ever again. So I need to ask you this question because Chris Sims, when he did his rankings and every year he's controversial, but he put Zach Wilson ahead of Trevor Lawrence. And there are now other analysts trying to run with that. Uh, I know on PFF a couple of times while doing a mock draft, Zach Wilson did actually get drafted before Trevor Lawrence. Is that accurate or is Trevor Lawrence the best quarterback in the draft? Well, some teams will value fit higher than, you know, raw talent. Because if you think of, well, in my opinion, I, I, I don't think Zach Wilson is the best quarterback in the draft. I can understand why teams would look at him higher than, say, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence, while he did have a good season, it was not his best season he had in college football. And the injury and the uh, – or not injury, he was out with COVID, excuse me. Um, but his play against Ohio State, I also think, could be a factor into um, why they value a guy like Zach Wilson over him. Also, Zach Wilson is very Baker Mayfield-like. And I think a lot of uh, guys looking at Baker Mayfield coming out of Oklahoma in 2018 really liked what they saw, and they could see this as a possible reboot and a better future. All right, um, Connor, what are you <laughs> what are you looking for in a quarterback draft prospect? I am looking for the next Tom Brady. <laughs> no. I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know too much about college, obviously. I've liked the things I've heard about Mac Jones and what I've seen out of him. I think based on like the uh, the scheme that the Patriots will probably run, which is what Josh McDaniels has shown us, will probably what they be what they did for the last 20 years. I'd like to see him get a pocket passer. Um, out, outside of that, I don't have too much to add. Fantastic. Um. So let's go to the running back position because I do believe that the Patriots will be taking a running back uh, at some point in the draft. Yep. Yep. Uh, we have a um, uh, super chat about that from McChicken. Okay. Draw, uh, from or for McChicken. Okay. Pop it up. Yep. It's, I thought uh, he said from McChicken. I'm like, why is he super chatting himself? If he wants to, he can. From Joey says, McChicken, have any pass catching backs to watch in the draft? McChicken, uh, that's for you, buddy. I actually was, I wanted to talk about this. There's a guy out of UCLA named Demetric Felton, and he's probably one of my favorite prospects coming out of this draft because he's a running back when he was in college, but in the senior bowl, he was working out as a wide receiver. And he actually did very good running routes and catching the ball. So looking at him, he's, he's I think he's about 5'9-ish, 5'10-ish, and he could probably run around a 4.4, 4.5 area. And – with the way the Patriots use running, uh, receiving backs and all that, I think he'd be a good fit in this offense. Um, 
now if they bring Cam Newton back, I don't. I, I could see a possibility they don't even bring in a pure receiving back because they didn't really use James White a lot, and Rex Burkhead's not a pure receiving back. He's a really a utility guy, but. Yeah, if, if any if any guys get picked, I think Demetri Felton from UCLA is the guy. Yeah, and CBS has him ranked as the 143rd prospect in the draft. So do you think he's a day three guy or a day two guy? Now, originally I would have said day three, but because of his senior bowl and a lot of teams value the senior bowl, especially the Patriots, um, I think he could he could rise to the day two pick. So I just pulled up his his uh, draft profile here on uh, the draft uh, the draft network, which is probably one of the more respected places to go. And it says Demetri uh, Dim- Felton aligned at running back and in the slot of UCLA's spread offense. He's a very good athlete, as evidenced by his dynamic uh, agility, change of direction, and body control. He's been effective in the run game when used on the perimeter. He runs in the uh, inclination to get outside and use elusive and wiggle in space. In the passing game, he is very good due to his effectiveness with the ball in his hands. He is competitive and willing in pass protection situations. He demonstrates good catching skills on screens and on checkdowns. He is a good route runner out of the backfield, and linebackers have a difficult time covering him in space. He doesn't have the prototypical size of the NFL. As a result, he will likely be a slot wide receiver or a package guy in the NFL. Ideal role, bottom of the roster, slot wide receiver. That sounds like a Patriots player right there. Anytime you say bottom of the roster, you know that that's a New England offense, right? Definitely, and I wouldn't. They said undersized. I really wouldn't call a five foot ten, two hundred pound guy really undersized because I mean, in the NFL, weight is very, very lenient because you can. It's very easy for these guys to gain weight and lose weight. Look at Trent Brown. The guy looks like he's four hundred ten pounds, and the pads probably dropped him to around three seventy. So, I don't think it's a huge problem that he's quote undersized, but he's he's he looks like a good prospect in my eyes. Anybody else catch your uh, catch your eye in the draft uh, from the running back uh, position? Yes, there's a guy out of Oklahoma, and I've been pitching this in the in the group chat for a while. It's um, Ramondre Stevenson. He's a big, big guy. Well, well, he's weight wise, he's big because he's six foot and he's two hundred fifty pounds. Put that in perspective. Derrick Henry is two hundred fifty pounds, and he's six three, six four. Um. Now, for his size, he's very elusive, and he can catch out the backfield, but he, but he also can run up the middle in between the tackles as a power runner. So he's a very, like, uh, LeGarrette Blunt type guy. I think the Pats would like a guy like that. Do you think there's fear in New England over Damien Harris's just history over the last two years and not being able to stay healthy? No, I don't. I, I, I think the biggest problem is uh, Sonny Michelle. Because the way this Patriots offense is set up is a bunch of running backs, and they're just going to run it down teams' throats. And if you don't have a second guy, it's going to be big problems because it's going to put that that weight on Damian Harris. So you think that this? You think the Patriots are going to be looking to replace Sony Michelle in the draft this year? Because I don't think they're going to. Uh, ex- I don't think they're going to exercise his fifth year option for next year. I don't either. No, I wouldn't say they're going to fall and replace him, but they will have someone in line if he does keep up his injury history, you know, because he has a lot of knee problems and that's not good as a running back. Cause I think, I think last year he had knee surgery to remove fluid from his knees. So, you know. yeah. Connor, anything you want to add? I don't know too much on the, the running backs uh, that are going to be rookies, obviously, but if they were to draft somebody like McChicken was saying that can catch the football, that would solve the James White issue immediately, obviously, and probably a lot cheaper. I think James White, I don't think he's going to get paid a ton of money, but I think he's going to get paid a decent amount, and we've been talking about how quickly the cap can get eaten up. I don't know if they're going to want to put that type of money towards James White. I just had I just had to giggle when I hear that the six foot two hundred and fifty pound running back is going to replace James White. <laughs> Trust me, if you watch him, he's very light on his feet. He's no, very it's light just, on his feet. It's just the contrast, right? It's just the contrast of of little James no, I White. Get it. I and, get it. Yeah. Um, and a lot of mock drafts 
And I don't know, maybe it's just because the top of the draft is so offensive needy, but a lot of mock drafts have Mika Parsons dropping to the Patriots at 15. Do you think there's a chance that he can drop to 15? Uh, it's very possible because there's been a lot of work ethic um, problems in his past at Penn State. And it's a big question on whether what position he's going to play. He's going to play off the ball at the edge. So uh, I could possibly see him fall in the 15. 6'3", 245. That's an interior linebacker, is it not? Sounds yeah, it to me. I mean, but you also can think about guys like Van Noy and Jamie Collins who can do both. You know what I mean? So, and like I said previously, it's the NFL. They can either gain weight, lose weight. It's not a big issue. Would you be happy with the Mika Parsons pick, or are you worried about that work ethic? Now, I'm not a big fan of Penn State football, their program either, just to be honest with you. And being a Big Ten guy, I know enough about Penn State. Uh, I have a lot of issues with the Penn State program. Do you think this is something that Belichick could fix? You're asking me chicken, right? Well, yeah, I know you don't know anything about it. Oh, I don't know. He did, he went silent. McChicken, you there? Oh, maybe he's having Wi-Fi issues. McChicken. Okay, so McChicken oh, just, just jump in. He just messaged and said that he's having issues. Okay, well, try to uh, get yourself back and going. And uh, when you come back, we will get you back. Um I don't know, let's go to the chat, Connor, and try to get non-college stuff. <laughs> Alrighty. Um, we have one here for McChicken, but it's a super chat from Ross. So I'll pull it up. He says, Chick- McChicken, what position do you play, and why is it Waterboy? I think McChicken's good, man, isn't he? What is, do you know what position he plays, right? Yeah, he plays my old position, I believe. Yeah. Him and I have talked. He's a guard, I think. I'm a left guard. I'm not sure if he's a left guard. Left guard is the most, imp- most important guard as far as I'm concerned. I was very much Joe Tooney-ish when I played, undersized, strong. But Tooney, was, I was too slow. I tell people all the time, like, people are like, why didn't you go to the NFL? I'm like, listen, I had all the tools to go to the NFL. Do you know what stopped me from going to the NFL, Connor? Um, you aren't the size of Trent Brown? No. I'm back, I was, by the way. Sorry. Make okay, chicken. thanks, buddy. We'll get to you in one sec. I'm, I'm just explaining why I never went to the NFL. I, I just got a, uh, my parents just dropped off a Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Oh, so. you got to eat the chick. You got to nice. eat the Chick-fil-A. I didn't I go to the Chick-fil-A. NFL Mom. because I was missing like a couple of things. And that's the only reason. Also, I can't hear Ray, but I, hear, I can hear Connor. I don't know if that's a. You can't hear me at all? Or not. You can't hear me at all? He's asking if you can hear Connor, him. Connor, can you chicken. hear me? I can hear you fine. Yeah. No. Should, should, do you want me to leave and come back? Leave and come oh, okay. back. Yeah, leave and yeah. come back. Is right, anybody I'm, in the chat I'll, saying I'll they can't? Nope. Tell them to leave and come back, Connor. Yeah, he just did. He's gone. Yeah, nobody in the chat saying that. Okay. Is anybody in the chat saying they can't hear me? No. Okay. So listen. Remember we had that guest that one day that you couldn't that you couldn't hear. Remember we had that guy from the gambling site. Yes. Yeah, Chris Summer says he can hear us. Uh, Mitch Mullet says we can all hear you. McChicken's back. All right. I just reconnected my Wi-Fi because you and I are on a really long delay right now. Oh, us? Yeah, because I'm saying things and you're like responding to me four seconds, five seconds later. Oh, really? I can hear you. I can hear you, by the way, so... Okay. Thank you, McChicken. Connor, do me a favor. Put up your hand. I'm gonna let's be quiet for one second. Raise your hand when you can hear me, okay? okay. I'm just gonna say red light. Red light. It's a literally a three and a half second delay. Is it? Yeah. Okay, this yeah, is, it is. Oh, this is because I said is it a this This is gonna frustrate me. All right. So anyways, the reason that I did not go to the National Football League was for just a couple of reasons. And here it is. I was too short, too light, not fast enough, not strong enough, and not talented enough. If it wasn't for those five things, I would have went to the NFL. That's what I'm going to say if the Red Sox don't win the World Series this season. 
that if only they had pitching, hitting, hitting, fielding, and a bullpen. <laughs> and, and, well, no, but I, I saw today though that um, that spring training counted today, right? Big, big counting day today. Absolutely, big, yeah, big day, big day. It mattered. Yep. Okay, the delay seems to be gone now because now you're responding to me immediately. Nice. All right, so McChicken, I'm gonna throw at you here. What was I throwing at McChicken? Um, positions. I think by now we are. Oh, I was asking about Mika Parsons, right? Oh, yes. I was yes. asking. So McChicken, I'm not a fan of Penn State football, and they're like not just because I'm a Big Ten guy, but I'm not a fan of their their program. Do you think that the work ethic issues that he had at Penn State? Do you think that's something that Bill Belichick could fix in Parsons? I think he could easily fix that. It sounds exactly like a more high talent, high talent uh, Jamie Collins. Jamie Collins has always been known as a, you know, not really. He just like he just goes with it. He just not very high work ethic. And I think Bill Belichick did a good job of switching him around. He was pretty successful in New England. Um, I don't see it as a big issue. The only issues I really see come into a draft is the only legal issues and injury issues. Damn legal issues. All right. Tight end is obviously a position that Patriot fans care about. I'm going to throw out a name I really like. He's a day two guy. I think he's a day two guy at least. I want to know what you guys think. A little bit close to home too, but Hunter Long out of Boston College. What's your thoughts on Hunter Long? Do you want me to go first? Cause yeah, because Connor yeah, I, don't, no I, don't know, I don't know who he is. I absolutely love Hunter Long. Hunter Long might be my second favorite tight end in this draft because, um, you know, BC, not so far from me. I'll watch BC games here and there. And um, he was always the, like, the the uh, the savior for Phil Djokovic, the quarterback for BC. He was always the safety net, and it kind of reminded me of Gronk in New England because Gronk was always that safety net for Tom Brady. Um, he's a big-bodied guy. He's a local guy. He's from New Hampshire. And um, I nice. think he'd be a great addition because he can, you know, he's good in the, the the blocking game and the passing game. So I think he would be a perfect fit in this New England system. I love him too. The research I've done on him, I've fallen in love with this kid. Um, I'm okay with any tight end from the area as long as they're not from Connecticut. I never want to see that happen again um, because you know it didn't go that well the last time we brought in a tight end from Connecticut. Yeah, I'd also say that. Uh, Hunter Long had a better upbringing than that other guy that we shot. Then the other name. guy that will remain nameless. Remain nameless, yes. All right, <coughs> Connor, we got eight minutes left. Let's go to the chat to finish this off, and let's uh, throw some rapid-fire questions at McChicken. All righty. Let's see. I will say that a lot of people are just chiming in that they oh, really like Mc- um, Hunter Long. Good. McChicken, Ross, was you, are you a left guard? Um, oh, yes. So – I've had a position change because I went from JV to varsity. Um, JV, I was a right tackle, but because of my uh, my size and weight, they've transitioned me to left guard. So, yes, I am a left guard. Nice. So he, he plays the best position in football, Connor, basically. Nice. Most athletic uh, offensive lineman on the field. So, there you go. <laughs> I've been preaching that since I started the podcast, man. All right, McChicken, Joe wants to know if you're cheating on McDonald's. Oh, with your Chick-fil-A. What's the comment to that? I guess I technically am, but... um, Wow. What do you prefer, Chick-fil-A or McChicken? Chick-fil-A. That's not even a question. I know it's the name and everything, but the the Chick-fil-A is so much better. Can I ask you where the McChicken vlog came from? Because I know you were young when you came up with that name, and now it's stuck. The name came from, <laughs> it's kind of fun, I'm not going to lie. Do you remember a couple of years ago, there was this video of a guy in a McChicken? That's all I'm going to say. That's where it came mm, from? I don't. Um, yep. It was a guy doing inappropriate things with a McChicken sandwich, Connor. Oh. Mm. Um, you can uh, you can look it up on your own time. Okay. It's pretty, it's pretty funny. It's nice. it's a funny. It's right up there with like two girls, one cup, that kind of thing. Oh, okay. It's not that gross. It's not yeah. as gross, but it's gross enough. Yeah. All righty. I wonder if we just got ourselves demonetized by saying two girls, one cup. Possibly. I mean, Connor already said Wolf. that he was reading. He's reading a book about some guy doing heroin. So I don't know if that'd go under the, the demonetization list. Hey, that was a that was a good story in the end. 
We might as well have looked at McChicken's face. I wouldn't let McChicken go on cam because uh, then I would have had to deem that a minor was on the show and it would have just caused a whole a whole Touché. mess for us on the channel, which is ridiculous because, like I said, he's the most mature person in our group chat. Very good point. Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Fat Kid. Nice name here. says, "What? how will Matt Patricia's return affect the Patriots? Um, my opinion, not much. I don't think he's going to have a huge uh, swing one way or the other. I... I I don't think it'll end up being that big of a deal. Do you think McChicken, do you think that there's a possibility of, uh, especially like Kenny Galladay and Marvin Jones, not coming to the Patriots because Matt Patricia's here. Mm, those guys, I'm not really sure what their experience with Matt Patricia was like. Now, on the other hand, I think this could be better for the Patriots. Say the lions release Jamie Collins or, Danny Shelton, because clearly those guys went there for a reason. And my guess is Matt Patricia and his defense. So I, it's got its pros and cons, you know, as everything does. So I'd say, you know, that's all I really have to say, honestly. Now, he might be a Philadelphia Eagle, but I, I know for a fact that Darius Slay would not return to New England if Matt Patricia was there. Because Darius Slay said that Matt Patricia is an awful human being. Well, yes. on the other, well, it's it's different though because Darius Slay was a, a lion before Matt Patricia came, compared to Jamie Collins and Danny Shelton, who joined the Lions probably just because of Matt Patricia. And the relationship would have been different. Very true. All right, we go in here from Mark Laurie. He says, uh, "Can you read this? Because I don't know if I'm going to say the name right." McChicken, a Abraham Mizus. Uh, this guy can catch and run while passing. I'm going to be honest. I've never heard of this man at all. Okay. Uh, what position, Connor? Oh, I, I have no idea. He didn't say. Uh, I didn't know if McChicken was going to know who he was. I didn't know who he was, but that doesn't say any, say anything. All right, we got one here oh, from oh, Joe. Do you mind if I say it? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a fake guy. It's a it's a guy from one of those key and uh, Peely shorts. <laughs> I don't even oh. know what that is. You don't know what came what? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, your your reputation as a Boston boomer is just you just you solidify it every night of the week. Nice. Um McChicken Joe here says linebackers Dylan Moses, Alabama, Cameron McGrone, McC- uh Michigan, Baron Browning. OSU and uh, Coney Dang from California. Are you familiar with these guys? I'm pretty familiar with everyone on that list except uh, the Dang out of California. Uh, I'm a pretty big fan of Cameron McGrone out of Michigan, probably just because of that Michigan connection, and Belichick's been picking those Michigan guys a lot lately. So, Very true. Um, Dylan, Mo- Dylan Moses is a classic Alabama linebacker. He's a little more athletic than previous linebackers out of Alabama. Very – Hard nose football, you know, run stuffer, but also very athletic. Cameron McGrone, he's a very athletic linebacker out of Michigan. Very Josh Uche-like if he was not an edge rusher. You know what I mean? He's an off-the-ball Josh Uche in my book. I like the sounds of that. All right, we... Hold on. Do, do you guys want me to tell you about Baron Browning? Go ahead. Yes. Are we just going to slide over the fact... He's an athletic. He reminds me, Browning, he's a 4-3 guy. Correct me if I'm wrong, Michik, and he's more of a 4-3 guy. He reminds me of a little bit of a less athletic version of Jamie Collins. Would you agree with that assessment? Yeah, that sounds right because, um, yeah, that sounds right. And also, you were correct. Uh, OSU runs a 4-3. He's not a 3-4. Yeah, yeah. So he wouldn't fit a 3-4, but he's a good 4-3 guy. Nice. Now Dylan Moses is a three-four out uh, inside linebacker, and he's with the Saban system. So I mean, he'd probably fit perfectly in the Patriots system. All right, we got. I'm gonna bring this one up just because it made me laugh. Mitchell Mullet says, "I want to see a picture of Trent Brown next to JJ Taylor." That'd be a good shot. That'd be that'd <laughs> probably be similar to like the Mike Reese shot. Right. That was funny. All right, here's one from us. Scouts honor. He says Pats are going for power running this year. Don't be shocked if Najee Harris is the pick at fifteen. Um, I think Ray, you've talked about this guy before, right, Harris? Yeah, uh, out of uh, out of Alabama. 
I don't think he's going to get picked at 15, though. No, is that too high, you think? He's maybe – McChicken, correct me if I'm wrong. He's maybe a late-round first, but he's probably a day-two guy. No, Harris? It really depends on the teams and everything because I could see the, the Miami Dolphins scooping him up at – I think they have 23. Um, yeah, 23, no. a late – Go ahead. Not 15, though. Not 15. That's way too high for Harris. Yeah, he's definitely not 15. The highest I've seen him go, and it was the craziest draft pick I've ever seen. Um, I, I don't, I forget who it was, but it was someone on uh, ESPN or something like that. They had him going to Falcons at number four, and I, I can't see that at all. Over Travis, uh, was it Etienne or whatever his name is? Etienne. Etienne. Etn. Um, Etn. They're both very. They're both very different guys. Uh, Najee Harris, power runner, very bowling ball like. But you see, he's, he can also catch out the backfield. Etn's more of a elusive. You know, uh, I'm trying to think of a comparison. Maybe um, Antonio Gibson, who just came out of this last draft and went to um, Washington. So yeah. I'd way rather see the Patriots go day two and take Trey Sermon. That's obviously my pick. That's a little bit of me being a homer for Ohio State, but I love Sermon. And the Patriots have been talking to him, as per the best source in the business, McChicken. Touché. I also like him because I'm an Oklahoma guy, and he went to Oklahoma before OSU, as most people know. So Yep. Trans- he only played one year for OSU. He's a transfer over. All yep. right, let's do one one more, Connor, and then we'll call it a night. All right, just I'll do this first one just because Ross came in through the donation. I'll find another one. Uh, this is for you, McChicken. It says Popeye's chicken or Chick Fil A. I'll be judging you. They're very different. That that's the thing, though. I I'll have to go with Chick Fil A on this one because Popeye's is very, I guess you call it Southern fried because it's very crispy and the fl- the flavor of Chick Fil A cannot just be it cannot be meat because what. I don't know. Most people don't know this, but they actually they have the chickens and pickle brine overnight before they cook it. I don't know if anyone knew that, but uh, I did not. That's secret. Connor, what do you pick, McChicken or McChicken? Chicken, Chick Fil A or Popeyes? I, I don't really go to Popeyes. I actually went to Chick Fil A today. I'm a big Chick Fil A fan as well. Popeyes is halal chicken. Did you know that? I did not know. Yeah. Um. Well, at least it is here. Uh, we don't have. We only have one Chick Fil A in Toronto and it's like downtown and it came in during COVID time. So I, I have never tried Chick-fil-A. Like we just got it's a recommended. Chick-fil-A. We just got a Chick-fil-A. There's big protests outside of it for like the, it's first three months that it was open. People are lying on the ground. Oh, and yeah. Stuff. I remember that stuff. They're very Christian yes. and they don't even serve on Sundays. So, I mean, that kind of puts into perspective. Yeah. So I, yeah, I mean, so for me to, to go downtown Toronto and have to go through a protest to get a chicken sandwich just wasn't uh it wasn't a priority on my list. We have Popeyes here though. We like we like our southern fried here though. Like we uh we have like we have like literally like there's usually a KFC and a Popeyes right beside each other. And then uh but we have a we here though for a lot of fried chicken, we go to like independent places. There's a lot of good independent places here. We don't go to a lot of the chains. But we already had this conversation that we don't need as much fast food here as, as you guys do. We um well I have I have one more comment. We'll go to Joe um for a question. He gave a super chat. But I just want uh Cody to know that Rick Mosley said that uh he heard rumors that Bill Belichick does like Chad Kelly. So I thought that that should be known. Shout out shout out to Ricky Moxley for letting us know on that inside information. Yeah, we need to know that. Oh, Joe, ask your question about your offensive lineman from Hawaii and see if McChicken knows it. I actually read some articles on him, did a little bit of research, and I liked what I saw from that kid. I forget his name. It was a very tough name to say. Um, But Joe has another good one here. He says, McChicken, kicker in the draft. You know any kickers? I have not focused on the kicking yet because I really focus on what the Pats need and the Pats do not need a kicker. I think well, I mean, knows that's, that very well. They gotta got they the gotta goat. re-sign the goat, man. They gotta re-sign Nick Folk. You got the goat of all goats kicking the football. I mean, what like yep. where do you go? Do you see that Atlanta brought back their kicker? The guy then the Patriots cut him. Uh which Young guy is it? Yeah. Oh. Yes. He actually had a great season. He was a pro bowler last year, was he not? Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, he, he had was. a really good year. Yeah. 
All I know is, is I cried and whined the whole year about Rodrigo Blankenship. Yep. So for me, for him to miss the kick that basically, you know, to miss the kick that basically eliminated the Colts, it it, it brought some sort of vindication to me that <laughs> that he missed that kick. Yes. All right, let's drop it out, man. Let's clear the chats unless there's a super chat, Connor. We nope, will. That was the last. McChicken, thank you so much for being on the show tonight, man. We yes, appreciate sir. it. We had fun. We hope you had fun. We hope you'll come back. Uh, I, I see a future here. Uh, as long as it doesn't get in the way of my, uh, my Bruins games, we're all good. Nice. All right, so from <laughs> now on, we need to book around Bruins games and football practice, Connor. Do a better job of this, man. Yes, sir. All right, guys, we appreciate you coming on. Um, I do have one last thing that we do need to talk about before we cut away for the weekend. We're done on the podcast now for the next two days. Uh, important, important information has to come out. Connor, I think it's be up to you to tell the people. Uh, why don't you tell them about those Red Sox? They're going to be legit, kid. Because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And Thank you, McChicken. Oh, he's gone. We're still live, by the way. Oh, McChicken what, is not here. What did we come up with last night? Oh, oh, I completely forgot. And you know what? I'm sitting there just watching. We're live right now. Everybody can hear us. Yes. Hello, everyone. And, and I'm um, watching you just go. So I'm, I'm going to, you know what, Connor? How about those Red Sox? You know what? It doesn't even work anymore. Take care, everybody. We'll see you. Some, we'll see you. We'll see you, see you Sunday. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Do, did, Will, the Story of People podcast is now available on the Crier Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holawati from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Crier Media Network.